Hey everyone, welcome to episode 177, Dry Cleaning Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Don't you just love the way I just come up with these names just out of the random blue? And how in the world are we on episode 177? Like that just boggles my mind. And the only reason why we're on episode 177 is because all of you are sharing our podcast, you're listening to our podcast, then you're sharing it and spreading the love because we want more harmony in more homes because the more harmony we have, the happier our kids are. And then we're really leaving a legacy of just well-adjusted, emotionally regulated children as our legacy. And that's the greatest gift we can give to our kids. Forget about sports, forget about grades, forget about where they go to college, what they do for a job. Teaching them how to regulate their emotions and that their life will be filled with 50-50 of emotions, of 50% of awesome, joyous, yummy emotions, and then 50% will be filled with the muck. And we don't have to talk them out of it, we don't have to fix it. We just have to learn how to hold the space. So today I'm talking about something my sisters and I came up with. Back in the day, I used to be super, like I I think I'm pretty type A right now, but I used to be super type A. Like it drove me to have such high anxiety because I was always trying to get to the end of my to-do list. I was always trying to have that, I always had that destination addiction of like, once I finish the laundry and once I finish the Christmas shopping and once, then I'll be happy then and then I'll be happy then and once I get to the weight and once I get the job and once I get my kids reading at a certain reading level and once, it was just like this constant never ending treadmill that I was exhausted being on because I had so much destination addiction. And so one of the ways that I tried to get to the land of a pot of gold of happiness was I would do my Christmas shopping like mm, June, July. I'd ask my sisters what their kids wanted and it'd be like July. They're like, I don't even know. Like they're going to be so much different because they were little then. They're going to be so much different and have so many different needs and wants in six months. They're like a a totally different human. I'm like, I know, but I need to know what they want. I'm making my spreadsheet. I got to figure it out. I got to, I got to check the boxes. I got to, I got to make sure I'm within the budget. I got to, if you buy it early, then you can save all this money. And I was neurotic when it came to doing stuff early, like to a place of like, I wasn't even enjoying it because I was so addicted to checking off the box. And then I had, have a sister who's not exactly like that. And she's the opposite where she's more like Christmas Eve, She's like, oh, I think I should probably go shopping for the kids. And she works really well under that pressure cooker of time where I'm the opposite. I do not do well when I'm working against the clock. She does very well when she's working against the clock. So it's just different strokes for different folks. And so we always joked when we taught in the same school together that like we would be having like a family barbecue and I would just ask her casually like the day before, God forbid, I'd be like, oh, what do you need me to bring for the barbecue? What barbecue? the barbecue at your house tomorrow. She's like, oh, I haven't even thought about that yet. I'm so focused on getting my uh, end of the year projects done for my kids that I haven't really thought about that. I'm like, how have you not thought about it? Like, I understand being focused on the end of the school year projects for your students, but like, how have you not thought about the barbecue tomorrow that you have 15 people coming over 
And like, we're just asking what we should bring. We made a really good team because I was thinking of things six months in advance. And then she was thinking of things the night before. And so we kind of balanced each other out where I would help her think about things in advance. And then she would help me chill out a little bit. Like I was so high strung. I still am pretty high strung. But imagine my high strungness, if that's even a word, and then put that on crack. Like that's what I was. It was a little much. Like I annoyed myself. I can't imagine the people around me. So I apologize for the people around me when I'm asking you in July what you want for Christmas. Like that's just one example of many. My lesson plans were done like nine months in advance. And with lesson plans, you have to kind of know where your kids are so you can kind of make adjustments and pivot and adjust as you go. But I'm like, I'm just gonna make them. And then if I've changed them, I'll change them. And it's just like, oh my goodness. So my sisters and I, my sister and I, we balanced each other out where she'd help me to chill out and then I'd help her to put a little fire under her behind. And so I said, you know, I feel like you just have like a dry cleaning brain. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, it's, it's really like impressive the way you literally can block things out and not think about things until you actually have to. And it's kind of like when you go to the dry cleaning and you say, okay, I'm picking up my dry cleaning for Hutchison. And then they, they get on the machine and then they go and they move, the, they move the machine and they go to H. They get out the dry cleaning just for H. And then the next person comes in. And the way that you can categorize your brain is so impressive. And she taught me something so monumental of thinking of things 17 years in advance and just thinking about things when we need to think about them and putting things that still need to be addressed and handled and managed, but just putting it in another quadrant of the brain. And that visual really helped me to not get overwhelmed with all the things and helped me be more present in the thing that I was doing. So it's kind of like when we were in school, we have six periods of class. When we're in math class, we're thinking about math. When we're in English, we're thinking about English. Yes, we still need to do our math homework, but that's not till later. And the reason why we get so overwhelmed, and that's why my life was on so much overwhelm, is because I was trying to think of all the things at the same time, and I wasn't putting anything in quadrants or categories. And so I would be doing so much multitasking, and I would actually feel like I was spinning my wheels and not getting anything done because I wasn't doing, I was doing everything halfway and I was doing everything a portion of the way versus being fully engaged in what I'm doing, even if it's emptying the dishwasher, which is really, really not fun. But if you were setting the timer and you're like, I'm going to get this done and you are working against the clock, then you have a sense of urgency to the brain and it doesn't all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to clean the baseboards because now I'm emptying the dishwasher. It's something I don't want to do. And now I'm thinking about cleaning the baseboards or now I like, oh, I think I need to redecorate the the curtains. I don't think those curtains look really good. I think we're going to go get, I'm going to go on Bed Bath & Beyond website. I'm going to go order some new curtains. So when you think about parenting or we think about life or you think about all the things that we have to do on the daily, when we put things in categories, we put things almost like blocks of time. We've talked about this with time management and scheduling our day and scheduling rest time first, scheduling family time and engagement and connection and presence with our kids first then all the other stuff, all the muck that we don't want to do and all the unfun things and all the tours and all the tasks, we can put those in the other pockets and do those things first, knowing that we have a break coming up. But what happens is we're always going from so many different things and we're multitask, 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 that we're not getting anything actually accomplished. So we feel so exhausted by the end of the day because our brain is so tired because it's working in so many different pockets at once. It has so many different tabs open on our browser that that's where the overwhelm comes from. But when we work in blocks of time, 
we can stay present in that moment and stay present in whatever we're doing, even if it's the unfun stuff, to get it over with so we can enjoy our life. Because what happens is when we go to do the unfun thing, which I don't know how else to say other than unfun, I know that's not a word, our brain will start to get distracted and our brain will say, let's not do this right now. Because the brain's always working against us. It wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So it wants to get that dopamine hit, whether it's from the potato chips, whether it's from Facebook, whether it's from Netflix, whether it's for shopping, whatever it is, it's trying to get that dopamine hit. So it's going to get that dopamine hit one way or the other. So if we could just let the brain know, don't worry, the dopamine's coming. We're going to do this thing first. It's kind of like you have to do your work and then you can go off for recess. Don't worry, brain. And what so many of us do is we do the opposite. We do the fun thing first, like scrolling on Facebook, and then we don't get to the dishes. We don't get to, and then we're so overwhelmed and we have no time because we do the fun thing first and then the unfun thing gets kind of put to the wayside. And that's completely normal. And then when our kids do it, we can have some more grace and compassion. Of course they want to be on their screens versus cleaning their room. Of course they want to be watching TV or playing with mom and dad versus brushing their teeth. Of course they do. They are a smaller version of what we're dealing with as adults. So when we can normalize that for ourselves and realize that when we put things in compartment like a dry cleaning brain and put things in quadrants and sections, think about your brain like a spreadsheet and you have different blocks of time. And when you're doing the thing that you're doing the thing, you're actually doing the thing versus stalling, procrastinating, putting it off. It's like, oh no, brain, I get it. I know you want the dopamine. Normalize it for the brain too. Because a lot of times we will do the fun things and then ignore the unfun things and we beat ourselves up and we use that as evidence of why we're not good enough. But flip it around. Let the brain know. I know you want the dopamine hit. I know you want to go outside and play basketball with your kids. I know you want to scroll on Facebook for a little bit. I know you want to veg out on those potato chips. That is coming, I promise. We're gonna do these unfun things first and then we get to enjoy the recess. So we're kind of like little kids walking around in big people bodies wanting to go out for recess. And we wanna normalize that and then we wanna make it okay for our kids too that they don't wanna do the unfun things. We're so shocked that they don't wanna take a shower. We're so shocked they don't wanna brush their teeth. We're so shocked they don't wanna get in the car to go to school. But we are doing the same thing in our own lives. So when we can see it in our lives, then we can see it in our kids' lives and we can teach them about their brain and what their brain's doing. And oh yeah, I do that too. So then you're building connection on this dry cleaning brain versus there's something wrong with you. You never listen. Why don't you just do what I say? Do as I say, not as I do. And so it's literally monkey see, monkey do. Not that our kids are monkeys, not that we're monkeys, but it's a great way to mirror that for our kids because then it takes the tension out of the home to create more harmony. And you always know when we have more harmony in the home, we have more connection. And when we have connection, we have cooperation. I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too each and every day. Thanks for listening.